1: Yes, yes, welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show podcast. This is January 17th, 2022. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios talking it over with you on QFTA. It's a holiday. Happy Martin Luther King Day to those of you who get the day off. And uh, we are in here doing the radio show, both of them. Jackson and I entering into our five. Of broadcasting, But this is the first time I can kind of expound on topics beyond your standard TMA fair and uh, the Balloon Party fair. How's Balloon Party treating you, Jackson? Be honest with me. Let's go, th- let's go through it with you.
0: It gets better every day.
1: I saw something. I was in the middle of, uh, I don't know what I was talking about, and something fired today <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the segment. Right. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a panic look on your <laughs> face. And... You know, having done television as much as I've done television and radio as much as I've done radio, I recognize things will happen. The last thing you want to do, unless it becomes so overwhelmingly obvious to everybody, is to call attention to it. Right. So what we do is when that happens, you just keep on going. If all hell starts breaking loose, well, then I have to address it. But in this case...
0: Yeah, it was just, you
1: know... It was just something ran?
0: Yeah, just a double click. You know, you click it... uh, and the uh, intro bed, and I double-clicked, which fired out a uh, spot, commercial spot. And, you know, that stuff will happen. So you just pot it down and get right back to uh, regular scheduled programming. And, yeah, I mean, that's the first time it's happened to me. I'm not a seasoned board out by any means. But when it happens, you get a little nervous that you you know just stepped on the segment, especially when we had a guest on the line, too. Um, so that's a little uh, scary, but... We, uh, we overcame it, and uh, all is well. I got to tell you something.
1: Mm. If you would have told me, and I guess we've been here now, we started 13 days ago. Yeah. That Balloon Party would be what Balloon Party has become, and I'd be enjoying it, I would have told you, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but now I'm kind of enjoying it, and right. and it's and, and to my surprise... There's a following for it, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting any of this, but it's like my dad will go, I heard you talking about the Bengals and really liking the Bengals. So I took, you know, I heard you talking about a 10 o'clock, like he's out of goes out of his way to talk about a 10 (laughs) o'clock. My wife and I were discussing. I'm like, yeah, they, well, not my mom. I haven't really talked to my mom, but my dad, he's talked about the 10 o'clock show, balloon party on 101 ESPN but I don't know if he's ever talked about anything on TMA. <laughs> Even though I know he knows it exists and he knows it's got a huge following. I feel like it's like this, I've gone, I've gone back to being legitimate, but you know, the, I think for the 101 audience that can only picture me as pervert boy on TMA, they're mm-hmm. confused when I can talk about things with some semblance of knowledge and flow Because they associate talking about sex with evil and incompetence. When in reality, one can be comfortable with sex and be able to talk about sports. Mm -hmm. You do not think that's the case. (laughs) One cannot talk about sports and be comfortable with sex.
0: Well, it's a sliding scale. No, I'm just playing. It's totally not mutually exclusive. You can be really, really good at talking about sports. And uh, also really good talking about the sex,
1: the sex. So I, uh, so I've, I've enjoyed it, and I wasn't necessarily expecting, expecting what it's become. Or I mean, we talked, we talked after I don't know what show it was, and I go, boy, I got to tell you, this isn't what I thought we were going to be doing. Right. And I, you know, full transparency, this isn't something. You know, when we were talking about this whole deal, this is not a big financial part of the whole deal but i wanted to just i wanted to be a good teammate per se and i love the people here as we've said a million times on tma i still haven't found i think i don't know how many people are working here 100 i don't know everybody is so great yeah i almost feel like we got to stop saying it because it's probably getting on people's nerves that we're happy uh <laughs> they'd be happier if we were unhappy right. not everybody but uh then i'm like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna be here i want things to be you know I want to start things off on the right foot, so I will do this. I have a three-year deal, but we'll make up. I'd just like to have Balloon Party be a one-year part of it. So if it's not something I'm enjoying or you're enjoying, um, that that after a year and go, we'll st- we'll still be doing TMA. But Balloon Party, that was we tried it, we good faith effort. I'll let you, you know. We'll just we'll move on from it. Mm-hmm. But now, in a stunning development, I'm enjoying what We're doing,
0: yeah, and I
1: and I didn't, I just didn't expect it in my mind. We were going to do what we do on this podcast on 101 ESPN, mm-hmm. but it is crystal clear to me that the 101 audience is 100% sports. That's that's my perspective after a couple of weeks of it, and hey, there's obviously a huge market for it. It's just not what I have been doing for a long time. Now, when there is a sports story, let's say the Blues get going in May. Now, the playoffs will be in the in the month of May this year. Uh, we'll be all over it on TMA. Yeah, Cardinals in the playoffs, all over it on TMA. If the the, the speaks for itself, right. we're all over it on TMA. Um, but your day to day breaking down for three hours—that's just not what we do. But if I can do it for an hour, I'm kind of enjoying it. On TMA, if we start talking about sports, we get hate techs. And on Balloon Party, if we don't talk about sports, well, really anything, actually, now that I've thought about it. There are hate
0: techs <laughs> coming in at all times. Yeah, it's a constant stream of hate.
1: Yeah, but but I'm now, I th- as you've probably noticed, we're kind of inadvertently winning them over.
0: A little bit they they're not happy about it but they are they'll, yeah, they'll get wise it's, it's confusing I think. <laughs> hold on a second can he do
1: this uh but but i'm i'm actually enjoying it yeah and so management here has been like when you talk sports it's really good but you just don't really like to do it <laughs> <laughs> and i go i just i'm more i like to laugh that's more what yeah. gets me going Right. but As I've said a million times with regards to this podcast and QFTA and when we were doing interviews, Mm. um, I love this forum. So this forum now, I suppose, will be more non-sports and the sports tangents will be a balloon party. So you are welcome to send yours in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Questions, comments, erotic stories, whatever the case might be. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, studio sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show, going back to the very beginning. And we are in the Hubbard Studios, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And Ryan Kelly is the person to talk to for the new year, the new mortgage. Get yourself refinanced. You are leaving money on the table if you do not I refinanced nearly two years ago. It hasn't been two years. And I'm like, man, I think I could refinance again. The rates have dropped even more. The home values continue to go up. Take advantage of that. And you can do so with thehomeloanexpert.com. Plus, if you thought the home buying market was crazy in 2021, wait till you see 2022. It's going to be competitive. Get pre-qualified. Get it taken care of. With Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. I've done both of these things within the last couple of years, and I can tell you it's incredibly easy. Thehomeloanexpert.com, Ryan Kelly. Once you get it all taken care of with Ryan Kelly, get it all taken care of on your insurance front with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is my insurance agent, and therefore it is very easy for me to talk about James Carlton. Why did I make the switch? Customer service. If I'm talking about home insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, these are incredibly important things. But I think people just kind of go with somebody who they kind of know, their parents' person, a friend who gets into insurance, and then they just get used to the lack of customer service that so many people get used to in the insurance agency. Well, that is not that is not the name of the game. The name of the game is working with the best and that's James Carlton, 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Design Air Heating and Cooling is online at designairservice.com. That's Seth Goldcamp, and that is his staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. I'm a client, and I couldn't be happier that I'm a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Doug Vaughn is a client. And Doug Vaughn couldn't be happier that he's a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Jackson's parents are clients. They're unhappy, though. Why are they so unhappy? Get them on the phone.
0: No, they actually couldn't be happier. Like I said last year, save the day, my parents' house. I go over there. I'm like, man, it's really nice and warm and comfortable. And my Coffee. dad says, Design Air. Yep. They're the best. They're the best.
1: Seth, really, I mean, it's something else. You can go to right. the website and uh, click on Design Air's uh, book now tab, and you will have a technician there so quick. I don't know how he does it, but uh, what they are doing is at another level. And I am more than happy with any of our advertisers to make an introduction, whether it be Ryan Kelly, whether it be James Carlton, whether it be Seth Goldcamp. Uh, we'll talk about Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Saint Louis Acura and Alton Toyota Munganass, and we'll talk about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Brian's Paint. I'm happy to talk about everybody. Uh, and make introductions. So never hesitate to email me, team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T M C K E R N A N at InsideSTL.com. It's the same way that you can contact us for Q F T A. All right, I'm going to the TMA fan page to start. Got a picture of Leah Silver up there. Did you see that picture? Yeah, protection? I did. Strong. Wow, good for you. Passion. Strong. Yeah, thank you. Passion. Got Eli Drinkwitz in the, uh, the truck. The Plowhawk likes so much. Jordan Bennington asking if he's nervous. Uh, Bob Blitz and the Steamer and Jerry Jones, and you have released a five-star play on the Arizona money line for the Cardinals and Rams.
0: Yeah, it's plus one hundred and sixty now, so get it while it's hot. Yeah, so you you really like the uh, Cardinals in this thing? I said it on Balloon Party. I said if you're gonna take a dog on this, you know, if you're gonna take a dog, you gotta believe they can win, and I believe the Cardinals can win. So why not take money line? Why why make less money when you can make more? That's Amen. I agree,
1: I understand. I was, I liked the 49ers yesterday. Right. And, uh, and that paid off. That was yeah. a money line play plus they were getting three. All right. Let me go into, uh, into the questions here. Gotta pick one. This is a quick hitter. It's like a Frank Cusamano. Okay. Quick ones before you get out of here. Gotta pick one. Olive and Oak Burger, Paulie Mano's, Pizza Go Go, sitting at a bar, and there's a 48% chance of tribbing. <laughs> It, I got to tell you, I would have been in the tank on the first three, but then you add the fourth and it's yeah, over. It's,
0: so let's let's we'll eliminate the fourth then.
1: Okay. So so my answer for the record is the lesbianism. And I would like to elaborate. I don't know. Are you as enamored by it? Well, you can't possibly be as enamored by it as I am.
0: No, I don't think anyone. Right. Are,
1: are you... 50% as enamored by it as I am.
0: I'm into it and actually I didn't have a run into it but I, my you buddy know, was run ta- into it. What, what well my buddy talked to me about something like this.
1: Oh your friend had the less popular MFF.
0: No, a friend of a friend his girlfriend cheated on him with another woman. Oh god. And then he got mad and I said there's something wrong with you sir. <laughs> I said something wrong. I said that is that's like uh that's like finding out that the you know it's gonna rain ice cream tomorrow. Like, could there be a better thing to hear than my? Girlfriend? Now, I,
1: now I have to tell you, I agree with you. However, I think it is an incredible double standard. We have to acknowledge that you are a rational person. Yeah. Um, so I think I think when taking a step back, the fact that we both agree it's a wonderful thing is. A double standard because you wouldn't be going, oh, that's great. She banged another guy. Correct?
0: Oh, 100 No, yeah. That's, oh, double
1: sta- that's my premise on the sure, double standard. Sure, sure.
0: And I get him being upset by the situation because it is being unfaithful. The breach of trust is the core
1: issue in a 100%. What's the longest relationship you ever had? Go ahead. Let's hear it. I'm going to set the over-under at a year.
0: Uh, under. Oh, wow. Like Look at s- you. Six or eight months. You think you're tough to get along with? I don't. No, I kind of ended it. Oh, what happened? Was this the girl who wanted anal? Oh wow! I don't want to well, air on my dirty laundry, but okay. it was fine. just it was We'll just, do that on balloon party tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll get to After it. 10:45.
1: <laughs> so Jackson, this girl wanted to have anal with you. You Said you needed 48 hours. Your thoughts? Six <laughs> five seven eight down. zero. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I—I'm nothing but relationships, going back to damn near every day since 1995. Really? But it's been four of them. Since uh, for real, I mean, certainly there's been time off, but for real.
0: Yeah, that's a, so you're consistent.
1: I guess. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a
0: tough self psychoanalysis.
1: Well, somehow Anna Marie and I were talking about, I have no idea why. Oh, the same thing that we started off the podcast with Balloon Party. She goes, Do you hate it? This is just me and her, like her parents had our son yesterday. And so we had, this is one of these weird things that happens. We had nothing but ourselves for nine years. And now to have a 10 minute conversation without our son running around and knowing she's about to give birth at any moment, uh, that these moments that you get it now, I can get why my friends who all had kids when they were in their twenties or thirties were looking at me when I went to Las Vegas for like two or three weeks at a time with this envy Because now for me to have 15 minutes with my wife just to have a conversation without Jameson running around, you just don't get it until you're there. But anyway, she was talking about that. And then we were talking about um, Balloon Party. And I go, I got to be honest with you. I really like it. She goes, oh, I just was worried it was your nightmare to have to. And I go, well, it's not. It's not. I I think we're probably talking more sports than they want us to. (laughs) But I'm enjoying it. And it's, it's kind of become another outlet like the podcast was an outlet. Yeah. And then I said, you know, but if you listen to The Morning Grind at the beginning or the morning after, the way you were attracted to the show most likely was sports. And then you stuck around for the dumb shittery. Mm. She goes, oh, I listened to The Morning Grind and I hated you. <laughs> and I go, when I hear clips of The Morning Grind, I hate me. Yeah. God, have you ever listened? Well, you've listened to them.
0: Yeah, I've got some audio from it.
1: What's going on there? What's going on with me? It's certainly different. God, I hate it. It's I can't tell different. you how much I hate it. Yeah, But in a way, it's good because it's so clear to me anyway. Now, maybe you're like, no, you're the same fucking nut. <laughs> but to me, how much I, in my opinion, have evolved.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it does not sound the same as you as you right now. Uh, and also, I mean, grind days, you weren't running point, too. So I think that's certainly right. a factor. You know, you're playing a different role. Uh, and that, just the times are different, too. Like topics that are discussed on the morning grind would certainly not be discussed on uh, TMA right now.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I just, like, sometimes it'll people play clips, and I go, oh, God. Yeah. Just, it, it makes me cringe. But anyway, with regards to it all, the, uh, the lesbianism thing for me, I have no idea what it's about. Uh, my interest, that is one thing that has not evolved. I truly feel like I'm right. Um, and by right, I mean I am all for free-for-alls. Um, I th- that maybe that makes me in the minority. I don't know, but I'm all for it. But I think when we talk about if, like, if Anna Marie were to come home, let's lay this out, and I mean it's going to put me in a good place too. Nice. If Anna Marie were to come home, and this is going to have to be a couple years from now because she is 38 weeks pregnant I was gonna tomorrow. Ask, I was like, are we going
0: to? She's pregnant in this situation. Yeah, it'd
1: be a whole situation. That'd <laughs> be really commitment to it. <laughs> Uh, so in a couple of years and go hey I was out late and I wound up hooking up with you know whatever name of female ideally attractive. God, I mean my I say sitting here, like here's here's where I'd have a problem with it, is if it were like just the hookup the drunken hookup I kind of don't think I would which again hundred percent acknowledgement double standard right. What I would have a problem with is if they were communicating behind
0: my back. Oh, like a premeditated hookup? Right. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. That's the, because it's the trust thing. Yeah,
0: if they if you, if she communicated it openly with you during the process, right. all good, or at least you could have some input. But other than that, and I think it's also double standard, too, because if you, and this is the royal you, it's not necessarily you personally, but mm-hmm. if a guy were to hook up with another guy, would the girl feel the same way?
1: Probably not, because the kink is, at least at this moment in human history, the kink is the fantasy for the man to be so desirable that he's with two women. Right. Now, for me, I recognize my place in the world order here, and having been uh, fortunate enough to participate in some of these events, the way it played out was exactly the way that I figured it would, which was, I'm there but I'm essentially a throw-in in the trade.
0: Sure, you're a player to be named later. Right,
1: and and the parties involved are like, oh well, he's here, but you know, he can he can hang out. He won't yeah. be really receiving too many at bats. So so with that said, that to me is the issue. I I do not really attach much emotion to sex, which by the way I think is is evolved. Mm. But I know that in particular in this metropolitan area. Uh, versus, let's say, if I were saying this in New York or Los Angeles or Miami or something like that, uh, I would say I'd be in a major minority, which might be an oxymoron. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's more—and It's, I don't want to say, like, progressive because it's everyone's personal preferences, but I believe those areas are more sexually progressive than, say— the area we currently reside in, and that's not an indictment of anybody, because, like I said, personal preferences. No kink shaming.
1: There is, because uh, I've, because I guess, like in a way, I've been there. But uh you know, once once you hack, I, I'd love to be able to tell some more stories. <laughs> but um it's one of those things where you you know when you've done it, and then you go, "Well, that was great," and it was, it was hmm. wonderful. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Understate it. Uh, It truly was wonderful. But you go, well, all that for that, it was great. But it's not, it's not, once you have a wife and you've been together for, you know, 14 years, I mean, 2008, uh, and a child, and uh, soon to have another child, I don't present whoever, whoever, it doesn't matter. There's no way in the world I am risking that for the whatever let's say i have a great run in me in the 5 minutes of uh of disappointment that i would cater to <laughs> whatever female you 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 would you would say for the purpose of the example sure and i don't know if that's something that comes with uh so that so i'm presenting something that might maybe people wouldn't necessarily check those boxes off but yeah i i don't attach emotion to sex just don't um and at the same time, there's no way in the world I would risk my family to have, you know, whatever, a, a one evening thing or some kind of uh, affair or something along those lines. And that's not even a sweat. And that's, you know, put my – you get to a point – and you might have this happen. You might have already had it happen. Our audience is so male-dominated, though. that But sometimes – I mean, I'm talking about once a quarter maybe – I'll get a DM and I'm kind of like, I think I know what's going on here. And it's, it's represented as curiosity about the show. Sure. But if I I sense that if I wanted to take it a certain direction and I still remember the move, even though it's been a long time before I've had to use the move or since I've had to use the move, I have a feeling I could advance the discussion in a direction if I wanted to. Mm, Now you you, as a 23 year old who's six one and single, I would imagine this will be, if it hasn't already, coming your way. It's just what happened. Have you had it happen?
0: Well, oh, you've had it happen. No, no. Well, that's, that's surprising because well, you went
1: well. I picked up a read you have. So well, I'm going to call on the flop here and I'm going to see what happens on the turn.
0: The well is because we don't have, and I and I mean this seriously, any listeners who are female and 23 <laughs> to 26- I'm going to say – I'm going to put a strong – I know we have female listeners. There's no doubt in my mind. But they're probably at least over 30 years old. I do not think we have any – I
1: think we do have some in their 20s. But I agree with you that they are very few and far between. Right. And so – So then to reach out to you also being that – It's just – it's one of those things.
0: It's not going to – but I – you know. FM could change the whole thing. Absolutely, <laughs> all of a
1: sudden now it's like we have Y98's audience. And with the app, I mean, who knows? oh yeah, they it's, a, can it's, just, a, it's an absolute free for all.
0: I'll just DM it to me on the app. There's just, but I'm telling you,
1: when I like the guy who, if you do hear on the morning grind, are we playing morning grind stuff on? A Couple, uh, yeah, a couple with we?
0: the Talon thing and some uh, stuff. Oh, the Talon
1: thing is that's, that's glorious. That's the cat, Hall of Fame uh, stuff. The cat yeah. asking, "Do you want the photos?" Anyway, <laughs> every time I hear it, it is so good, and yeah. I'm also so. Uh, admirable of his ability to stay in character. I could mm-hmm. never do that. Never. Like you give me 10 times chi- and I'd giggle through it. It's just amazing. So anyway, that guy, that guy's a different guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like that guy. I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if the guy in 2006 would have necessarily liked the guy in 2022. But do you think But the guy in 2022 doesn't like the guy in 2006. I can I can 100% tell you that.
0: Yeah, do you think a lot of people like their self 15 years ago or do you think a lot of them recognize well i mean
1: for you you're going back to eight right but I mean, if you go like when you're 38 and look at yourself now exactly yeah do you think a so that's lot what I, was, of people... I said to anna marie I, I don't even know how this came up this is this is how we utilize our rare time together <laughs> is to talk about my fucking career <laughs> so I, I actually in 15 years i'm gonna go god i didn't like the guy i was when i was 45 <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly uh but we were talking about a variety of things and i said jackson is such a good well-adjusted Kind hardworking person, appreciate it. Which you know, I because I've said this when we're not on with microphones in front of us. Uh That I don't know if you could ever necessarily be a take this as it's intended to be. Yeah, the personality that I had in 2006, like I had to be fucked up in order to in order to be that guy on the radio. You see what I'm saying? Like you couldn't be. That, not because of a talent thing, but because I had to be... I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I really do listen to it. It's like, man, that guy said... Like, if I didn't know any better, I would go, that guy's on cocaine. Like, strung out, yeah. Yeah. Now, I know I wasn't, mm-hmm. but, you know, hell, yeah. if I was, I guess at this point I could say I was, but I know I wasn't. I had never done it. But that's what it sounds like. But I wasn't sleeping, and it was bad, and it went from 2003 to 2008, so it was a fucking mess. Um, so I... It's just... I I th- I think I don't think you will look at yourself in 15 years and go what the fuck was I doing at 23 I don't think so I th- I am so different and on top of it most people don't get to go back and look at or hear right. themselves they
0: don't have they might have a photo or two but they don't have audio every single day of their younger adult life.
1: That picture you have over there, which I can see of of me, Doug, and Steve Savard from the KMOV. Oh, that's Iggy and you and Plowhawk. They've edited out Savard and put Iggy (laughs) over Savard's face, and they've been compared before. (laughs) Right. Uh,
0: Certainly in size.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That person doing that job, I look at that and I go, man, that motherfucker should have been looking to do... so much with television and right. i just wasn't cuz i was happy yeah the enemy of ambition is satisfaction right and i was satisfied i was making money from radio not a whole lot but it was nice to comp with my uh or to combine with my television comp that i'm just like oh i'm in my hometown i'm making this much you know good amount of money good amount of money now much less then and so i'm just, in hindsight i go god if i would i mean even though I don't know if I would, would have wanted to do it. But that guy there could have gone and done some things at that moment that this guy now couldn't, nor would I have any interest in doing because I'm single, I'm, I've got a full head of hair, which so helped me is the most important part of the thing, as dumb as it sounds in television. Um, so I don't necessarily look at that guy and go, fuck that guy. But I, I listen to the guy on the morning grind and go, fuck that guy. Yeah. For real, fuck that guy. And I hate that it exists. But part of me when I hear it is like, I hate it, but I'm glad that I can hold it up and go, at least I am not
0: that guy now. Yeah. Not
1: to say I'm great now, but at least I'm not that motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I, I always, I, I'm, I yield back to every time we do a sound story, you never hear people when they talk about their lives. So much, so little of his focus on their career. So much. More I is know. Isn't that amazing? On, so much more is focused on family. So I think when you get down, especially later in life, th- your regrets won't be that you didn't take this job or that job. It will be, you know, I wish I spent more time with this person or that person. You know. So I think it, when you look back on yourself, you should take stock of what you do have and how you got that
1: Yeah, i that's a very nice perspective especially at uh, 23 year old 23 years old they have that perspective which reminds me i was going to talk about this uh sound story we are doing them we're going to have the video capability i mean we have these cameras here it's the same yeah. studio that we do at um tma in we do balloon party in the 101 espn studios which are down the hall um and uh, and now for those of you, we haven't priced it out for the video element. Some people just might not want it, but if you are interested in the video element, because that will be that'll be, a, that'll be a, another opportunity for a Sound Story. And I think a lot of people like having that. Yeah. Um. So that's an opportunity. Jackson is now doing them. Um. You can go to is this up is is you a, is an option up at
0: mysoundstory.com? Not yet, but I by the end of the week I'll be up okay. there, and we got Doug and you up there. So. So to
1: be just straightforward on it, to get an interview with me or Doug is five hundred dollars. Yeah. And you might go, fuck that, it's too much. Or you might go, oh, that's worth it to have my family member interviewed by uh, Tim or Doug. But I know for a lot of people, $500, $500 for a lot of people anyway, is, is, is a lot of money. And I've had a, I would say, one out of, probably closer to one out of 10 than one out of five. Over the years that we've started this, say, oh, I want to do it, but I just can't, I can't do $500 right now. And I hate that. And so with hiring the Plowhawk for Sound Story, uh, that now makes Jackson available. And Jackson's price point is $200. And I will tell you this, and this is, I mean, it's a compliment, and you're sitting here, but even if you weren't sitting here, I'd say this. You have seen me and Doug do these, or you've seen and heard me and Doug do these, Uh and you, you get the way to do them. Right. So even though Jackson might be a, quote-unquote discount it's not a discount in quality and there's not a doubt in my mind that jackson will do a hell of a job with these so for those of you who are interested in sound story but you're going i just can't pay five hundred dollars i get it well here is an option for two hundred dollars and uh and that would be action jackson who i i think you will do a hell of a job i think it might be i'll tell you what i think it might be the best buy yeah, I think it might well, be the best buy for I, I, And I
0: appreciate that, and I really look forward to it doing will be my a first fulfilling thing for you. Yeah, I'm really, you know, like you said, I've had the uh, the opportunity to witness Doug and Tim do probably 30 or 40 of these, yeah. and and that's like, you know, there's no really way to teach stuff like this, but that's the best way to learn is just to to watch and listen to two guys have been doing this for the larger part of their whole lives interviewing people and to see how they do it. That's as good as. Uh, any journalism school or any media school is yeah, going to get you.
1: And you're a, you're a conversationalist, and you know the program. The sure. answer, Your questions come from their
0: answers. Right, so, exactly. It's so a lot more listening than it is talking.
1: 100%. 100%. So, mysoundstory.com, or if you want to set one up, Tima Kernan at InsideSTL.com. Really, truly, I read that email on TMA today uh, from the uh, listener who was planning on having her mom and her three or four siblings come in and do one right before the pandemic, the pandemic hits. And then they're like, Oh, we're not going to do it. Well, since then, two of them have passed away and her mom now is, uh, dealing with a couple of things. And she's just like, it just crushes me that I never got it done. Cause you just think they will be around Yeah. now in this case, it wasn't necessarily a choice with the pandemic. Um, it happened, and you know you're talking about people who are older. It's a different deal. But uh, if you want to come into Hubbard, or if you want to do it over Zoom, we can do it. I still haven't done it with my mom, and I gotta I've got to get that done. Yeah, I've got to get that done. Um, we love doing them, and I guess we're having somebody come in here soon who's just going to talk up as a gift to his mother and his wife oh, yeah. to talk about yeah. his. That's the thing that I really feel like is a. You know, I mean, if I gave Anna Marie that for you know her birthday coming up or valentine's day i don't know how that would necessarily oh you're going to do what you do for a living is your gift to me you know that wouldn't necessarily you know
0: but <laughs> <that counts. laughs> yeah uh,
1: but um with that said uh we have the studios we have the ability to do it and i think that's another direction to take this so anyway mysoundstory.com. Uh, check it out. All right. Next up. Next up. What would you go with? Olive and Oak Burger, Paul Manos Pizza, Go Go. Sitting at a bar and there's a 48 percent chance of tripping. Where, you, where do you go with that? Option four. But okay. All right. If, take option four out, which we're both on. We agree on.
0: You know, I've never had any of those three. Oh my god! Treats. Fuck off. No, I've really? Never had any? Well, Paul Manos. I probably. I, I've heard nothing but great things about it, and I know exactly where it is. Right there on the. On yeah, it's right. Of, down,
1: it's probably a 10
0: minute drive from yeah, where we are. Yeah, for sure um i've heard the boys not- downstairs, you talk downstairs about-
1: at cafe el belago are relatives so oh really yeah
0: very cool um uh the ono i've had their pizza countless times but i've never had the burger never dined in the restaurant proper and then pizza go go i've never gone down there so i guess i got to hit all three and then i can give a preferred answer but if i had to say like burger pizza or just like italian food i'll take italian food Every yeah. day of the week.
1: It, the tough thing is they're not. It's not like you're going Olive and Oak Burger, High Point Burger, Max. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's right. a, it, it, the, the honest answer, of course, is the tripping. But then if I, it's it, my honest answer. is I'm thinking really, it depends on my mood.
0: Sure.
1: Palmanos pack a lunch because you're going to have a feast. Yeah. But it, I, is I, like, in my mind, the only time I would be on 270 North up until we started working here was to go to Palmanos. It shows you how little I travel outside or of the my, airport. I go 170 on
0: that. Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: So every time I get on 270 to come doing the show, I'm like, Paul Mano's got to get there. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what I think of when right?
0: I yeah, it's, you, it's
1: amazing you, at you,
0: 270 Olive. You turn right instead of turn left. That's exactly so that's the right. difference, Yeah. So
1: I love it. But Pizza Gogo has become a Friday tradition for me. I got to try it. It's so good. I've gotten my it. parents addicted to it. It's right. so good. And then the Olive and Oak Burger is one of the best burgers in St. Louis. I've heard
0: great things about that. My and, parents like that.
1: And Olive and Oak, it, it's beyond the burger. I mean, that uh, cowboy ribeye, the octopus is an ass, uh, appetizer. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a good for
0: first date restaurant.
1: That's a, that's a nice—you're going first date, you're, you're kind of going— That's uh, you're ratcheting your game up on the first date, but I'm out of the scene. So right. I don't know. Maybe that's the play. Is that what people are doing? First date, Olive and Oak? I think I think it's just a great date. It's showing an ability to get a table. That's 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 a status symbol in some capacity. be right. easy to get a table,
0: and that's when you plant someone to come over and say, "Hey, you, Action Jackson from TMA." Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's when you know that you yeah. are not self-conscious. <laughs> that's gonna
1: that's gonna really attract the ladies. <laughs> How about this one here? This Jimmy recaps. I'm telling you, he's a superstar of QFTA. What kind of student were you throughout your academic years? Were you a good student? Do you always have the cranial? And all angles approach you now showcase while growing up. Uh, could you for me define cranial? Shows that I don't necessarily have it even now. Cranial—that's yeah. like your brain, I right? Guess. That's that's I was I was taking it out of context that I assume that's what it means.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: Uh, similar to the Jesuit approach to critical thinking, was that always your approach? Did you question things? Enjoy debating things? Question things in a philosophical or emotional manner? And somewhat of an off-topic question, were you always neurotic about counting each dollar spent, each calorie consumed? I'm that way now, but there was a pivotal moment a few years ago that made me begin to approach things that way, and now my entire day is thrown off if I don't track those things, along with so many other weird, quirky things I log, wondering if the same is true for you. Uh, Apologies if you answered anything along these lines before. It's a great fucking question. It really is.
0: Yeah, I like how it's multiple. There's multiple layers to it.
1: Yeah. let me uh let me go to you first. I can't imagine you're doing all the weird shit I'm doing with my health chart track finances stuff. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. I don't do that. It's
1: It's uh, so I view it as obsessive compulsive. That's how yeah, I view it. Yeah,
0: that's definitely in that category. I uh I go through like stretches where I track calories in that what, my fitness pal thing. I like doing that sometimes, but I often just don't eat until like dinner time. So I don't really do much you don't of eat until the- dinner time. I'll have like a granola bar or maybe a light lunch, but I'm gonna try to keep it more towards earlier dinner. I like I like to have dinner right at six so that I can be in ready for bed by eight thirty. Um, but I would say to the first part about like what kind of student I was, uh, I was often doing the not the least amount of work, but I figured out that if you turned in every assignment and paid attention to about half of class, you could at least get a C. So that's what I did. I turned in every assignment. Bare fucking minimum, as they call it. Yeah. Well, but so there would be kids who wouldn't turn in every assignment. I thought that was simple. Like, that was stupid not to just do that stuff, which is easy, especially in college. Like, attendance points, give me that. I can show up. Uh, and then if I'm there, I might learn something. Uh, it, just, it also depends on the subject. Math, I was so bad at. But history and English, I was always good at. And then I think I had a turning point my sophomore junior year of college. I took this course called Intro to Peace Studies, and it taught critical thinking. And it said, you know, basically, whatever you think of something first, try to think of it from a different perspective. And that really turned my mind on how I thought about things. So probably right around then is when my mindset kind of changed when Mm. I thought, you know, maybe everything that I thought was right has another angle to it.
1: That's good that you had that recognition early Right. In life, relatively speaking. Uh, the way he laid this out, what kind of student was I? I'll go case by case. Um, I look back on it with disappointment in this sense. I could have, I was getting A's and B's without trying. So it's disappointing to me that I didn't try. Mm. At the same time, I'm doing what I wanted to do and for what I wanted to do, once I got into the Missouri Journalism School, I I quote-unquote knew. Now, I now realize that what would have happened if I couldn't have done it. I was putting my eggs in one basket, which was not a smart strategy. Uh, that once I got in, I'm like, well, my GPA means nothing. It's how yeah. I'm going to perform on on camera that it's sure. going to matter. So I don't need to worry. And at that point, I just, I never went to class, never went to class, which is why I didn't graduate. I mean, I have eight hours left, but it wasn't because I was failing. I just didn't give a shit. I'm like, yeah. the name of the game is what I do on air, uh, which happened to be right. But if I wouldn't have been able to do it or if I would have been becoming capacitated or if my hair loss wouldn't have uh, start you know, would have started right. earlier, Right. Uh, the fact that I had no fallback, not something I would recommend. Um, but I was a good student, but it wasn't because of effort. Uh, did you always have the cranial and all angles approach you now showcase while growing up? I don't think so. Um, but at the same time, uh, as Timmy recaps, asked, he said there was a, a pivotal moment for him. I didn't necessarily have a pivotal moment. The questioning of things, I guess that I, I can recall, and I've told this story before it, uh, it irritates some of my favorite people in the world at St. Louis U High when I say it, but I have to say it because it is the truth, and those of you who have listened to the podcast for a long time know exactly what I am going to say. Jackson, what am I going to say right now?
0: Something about dogma.
1: Essentially, yeah, yeah that's right. I'm sitting in a theology class my freshman year at St. Louis U High, probably 13 years old, young for my class, And thinking, how in the world could anybody not believe in God? And it just so happens that, you know, four years later, or maybe it was 94 at that point. um, Yeah, it would have been four years later. Thinking, how in the world could somebody believe in God? Mm -hmm. And I feel like there had to have been something, not something as far as traumatic.
0: No, but a moment.
1: but But I don't think necessarily even a moment, but maybe it was a moment. Where it isn't because it's anti God, it's because it's um, my the, my way of thinking changed, and it's not that I here at forty five years old, so you know, long removed from that, damn near twenty eight years, do I look down on people? Or if anything, honestly, I think I look up to people who have great faith, whatever faith it is. Take your pick; doesn't have to be, you know, what I w- I was raised Catholic. Um, I would imagine it's a much more peaceful way to go through life uh, and also experience death. Mm. But for me, that's not where I am. It, I don't want to say I'm necessarily... You know, I, I think I think for a, a certain type of faith, I'm envious of it. For the Americanization of Christianity that wins you elections and condemns those who aren't on your side, I am the furthest thing from envious of that. Uh, I loathe that uh, that, that isn't what I r- learned in uh, school. I don't know what that is, but I know it wins the elections, but it isn't it, it sure as hell isn't what I read. Maybe there's, maybe there's a new book since I was reading the book. But um, it, it's, it's certainly awfully popular uh, with a portion of our population right now. So I, I look at things from an analytical standpoint. I also wonder this. I've been trying to figure out, and this is going to take us down a totally different path than the question intended. Why those who would consider themselves on the left are on the left, and why those who are on the right would consider themselves on the right because I think in both cases, even if somebody who's on the left looks at somebody on the right and goes, what in the world? How could they possibly think that? Or vice versa. I don't think the vast majority are doing it with evil the evil intent that those on the other side assign to it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, in other words, both think they're doing the right thing. Both yes. think they're good.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And one of the things I think... And it's not intended to be a criticism or compliment of either. And if you take out the various groups that will just automatically vote one way because that is the way the group has been told they have to vote, and you can take you can probably pick ten different groups on that. Um, I I could be wrong on this. I almost feel like one thought process is more. I don't even know word analytical for lack of a better term and one is more emotional and and I don't know if that's what it is and then that's that it at the core is the divide but maybe it's it's a simple simplification and so I I wonder if that is it, its core how people go off into their different parties when I could sit Across from Doug, for example, somebody who I'm virtually certain has totally different political views, but think the world of is as a, as a, as a person and somebody right. I've worked with forever. I don't know. I'm trying because I'm, cause I'm it's something that, you know, there was that 60 minute story. I think we talked a little bit about it last week on having two people from two opposite sides of uh, worldviews on politics sit and talk together. And the other person reads the other person's biography and then they have a conversation but if they were just to talk about politics, all hell would break loose.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I don't, I don't know. I'm because, because it's like, how do you, how does, how does somebody get there? Whatever it is, whether it be extremely left or extremely right or moderately left or moderately right. How does the, what's the, what's the, what's the genesis of that? And I, 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 I'm, I'm asking the question without an answer, but I'm providing a theory. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I also don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think too often people align with something and then go along with it because either their party or their side is going along with it. When I think most people individually feel one way about one thing and they might feel differently about their party, like differently about something that their party thinks about. And so it goes back and forth. But I think you're right in the sense that it's fueled by what I believe is – right and how the world should work, not and it's not based on malice or that the other right. p- people are dead wrong. It's just that I think the way I think is correct.
1: And so then, therefore, in 2022, you are more apt to get your information from a place that confirms it and or fuels it. Sure. And then when somebody is taking the opposite mindset, then they oftentimes are going to be citing things that you, getting information from another source view as false. Right. And then you either think that person is dumb or passing off a lie.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And so if you feel like somebody is sitting across from you or you are reading something where somebody is lying to you automatically the reaction is to be dismissive, irritated, pissed off, whatever 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 negative yeah. feel that is. And I think that's you know Jack Danforth was on this podcast in 2017. And he said, and I. And five years later, I still agree with the thought process, the core issue is if I get my information from this place and it's different information from where you get your information, then we try to have a conversation on policy. We can't possibly do that because we both have two different sets of
0: facts. Right, right, right. And then it becomes a battle of information. Right, information of what's is, true. Right, and who's sourcing it. Whereas I think if we looked at it from a more methodical standpoint, how are you arriving at this thought about it? I think you'd find more common ground than, like you said, your knee, knee-jerk reaction to hearing information different than the one you've been provided is to disagree.
1: Because you think either the person's lying or is misrepresenting right. the truth from a from an unintentionally, you know, it's not intended to be malicious.
0: Right, which is natural. And I think that it beca- it's become more of a trend recently because we've never had more sources of information than we yeah. have right now. Not only do you have the air... I mean, the internet gets bigger and bigger every day, so more things come out, more information is passed on, and whoever's right or wrong and who obtains the information, that's what they're building their ideas off of. And like you said, if you have different sets of data, how could you possibly have a conversation?
1: Right. And that, I think, is, and I really do feel is at the core, because from my standpoint, most of this stuff started in the mid-1990s and then was exacerbated by social media. That's where I'm coming from on it. Now, others might see it differently. Um, but that's where I'm coming from on it. Uh, hey, before we go into our next question, uh, I would like to tell you about Munganast, LouisAcura.com, and altontoyota.com. That's Jamie Burkhardt. That's Clayton Patterson. If you would like a connection directly to them, email me, tmckernan at insidestl.com, or contact me on social media. DM me, and I am happy to make an introduction. They're the best. Get my car from there. I recommend you do as well. New car, pre-owned car, or even if you didn't get your car from Munganast, you can get your car repaired, serviced at Munganess. Let me introduce you to Jamie Burkhardt or Clayton Patterson and let them take great care of you. It's Munganass, dot AltonToyota.com, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Jackson, why don't you tell the people about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategy?
0: I'd surely be happy to. Could you close that blind just a tiny bit? Oh, are you bit? getting hit by the... Yeah, I'm, it's like I'm trying to catch a pass over the middle at uh, AT&T Stadium. Yeah, they got a All right. There we go. Perfect. We got it. Yep. Magic. Mark, Mark, you'll, you'll enjoy that. I wanted a clear eyes when I, when I spoke about you. Clear eyes, gold you.
1: pants, can't lose. Right.
0: Clear eyes, Mark Hanna, can't lose. Nice. Really yeah, nice. Really strong. Mark is the best. He really is. I was in a situation eight, nine months ago where, you know, I was making some money, finally, you know, making more than the minimum wage I would make at a movie theater, and uh, I wanted to do something more productive with my money than just have it sit in a savings account. So I, I got in contact with Mark Hanna. And what he did is he educated me. He asked me what my goals were, what my situation was right now, You know what's my short-term and long-term goals. And from there, what he did was he educated me on what the best plan was for me individually. And that's what he will do for you. He's not going to give you a cookie cutter plan that worked for this guy or worked for that lady, but if, you know who knows if it's going to work for you. Mark does. Mark knows exactly what's going to work for you. He's going to educate you on that And you're just going to sleep better at night, truly. And then he's going to give you a call every six months, maybe a year, and you guys are going to have a conversation about if goals change, the situation change, and from there he'll help you uh, navigate that. And that's what makes Mark so special, is that he's not only so gifted when it comes to helping people out financially, but he's just gifted as a person. Like, he's a, a wonderful person to talk to. And, you know, every time I get off the phone with Mark, I just say, man, I'm really lucky to have this guy helping me out with my financial future. So if you don't have anybody, you don't have a plan, you give Mark Hanna a call and he straightens you out. That's all that happens. And from there, you got the best in the business working with you. And if you already have someone, I'd really consider making the switch because Mark is the best.
1: There it is. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314 889 0503. Or go online at evergreensTL.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. All right, let me take a look and see what we've got going on here. Uh hey cuties. Huh. I was in and out of listening this morning because of work, but I caught enough to know the app is live. So I downloaded it man oh man. That app really is. It's uh, online or sick. not That's online sick. in the app store the morning right. after STL, TMA STL app. It is incredible. So cool. Uh it's really user friendly. I'm kind of dumb when it comes to technology, so uh not quite to Spready's level, but I'm going not too strong in that area. So if I'm an idiot like me can register and navigate it. That's an endorsement. Couple questions. Maybe they were later addressed. I haven't had the chance to PLTD yet. What do rewards points get listeners? Expired Mizzou tickets or a chance <laughs> to select a smoke infused sex toy from Ken's closet like the old days? Because if so, I'm in all day. Also, if I PLTD from the Apple Podcast app, does that track the numbers for rewards? Or do I need to PLTD from the podcast link in the app itself? I assume the latter. Great stuff, boys. The app, the YouTube feed, and the fact that when I'm driving, I can pick up the show driving under the McKnight. Overpass is awesome. Happy for all of you for the move. Much, much deserved. Thanks and go, dogs. That's from Alan Dadeville. Alan Dadeville.
0: Love Alan Dadeville. Great guy. Uh, I, I can answer some. And I cannot answer yeah, some. Yeah, I can't other.
1: answer some of them either.
0: Yeah, but uh, I can definitely find out, and we can give it out on TMA for the great Alan Dadeville. Um, I'll afford it to you, so you can answer. Yeah, them listener there. rewards are uh, they're going to be real. They're yeah, they're very real, things. and there's and there's a ton of flexibility with that. Like eventually, when things relax, you might be able to come in, or you have very like great seating at the next live event. To you know, a, an autograph piece of merch from every single person on the dais. There's so much that goes into it, and uh, I mean we have a whole box of some of Doug's stuff over there. If you like that suspension log, you'll, maybe you'll get to possess the suspension log. You'll, maybe you'll get to possess the lemming gong. There's seriously you know limitless opportunities with the listener rewards, but uh, getting in there and getting in there often is the key to get uh, ranked up so that you can be uh, first in line for those listener rewards. As to if you just podcast on Apple, I do not know – how that will be tracked, I can get in contact with the fine web folks who made this app quick in a hurry, quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know, we were given an original date of when it was going to come out, and it's super, I mean, it's come out way quicker than they anticipated. Yeah, it was going
1: to be the end of the first quarter. Now it's mid-January, and here it is. Right,
0: so, I mean, so awesome. So I can ask them how that will all work so that we can make sure that everyone is on the same page when it comes to listener reward.
1: There it is. Uh, thank you, Al, in Dadeville. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, oh, question for Jackson. Oh, sick. Very Fuck cool. this. <laughs> My narcissism won't allow it. Question for Jackson. Understanding this is your first, quote, real job out of school, and you've clearly been a fan of the show for many years, what has the experience been like transitioning from fan to coworker? What has been the biggest surprise being in the room? Thanks. That's from Big Tuft.
0: Wow. I'm wow. anxious to hear your answer to this. That's, I a, really, tell that's, you. A, that's a really cool question. Um, what do we got?
1: I'm better than you expected, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. certainly nice. look better. That's for that's sure. Um, nice. The I think the biggest transition going on from fan to staff essentially is using that to your advantage. What did you like to hear as a fan? What did, What are some things you liked about? You know, I had to think back. What did I love about the show? What did I not like about it? What did I? You know, something like so, especially for like best of What did I like to hear? What did I not like to hear? um links audio all that stuff i think has been uh, it's been v- very valuable to think from a fan's perspective while working on the show and i think that is something i personally have utilized uh the biggest surprise is just how like cool and nice everyone is on the show like when we're not in front of a microphone like when i tell you doug vaughn is the most effortlessly funny human being in the entire world at any moment he will make you laugh yeah you could be in the worst mood ever and Doug will make you laugh. He is effortlessly funny. He does it without trying. That's incredible. Tim, Iggy, Plowsey, Matt Rocchio, at KFNS, just, and now here, coming here, uh, just one, like wonderful human beings that you could text whenever and they'll help you out with whatever you need. Um, and I think that uh and the listeners too, man. Like listeners are so cool. Look and... at what
1: happened with the Joe Basler Memorial right. Fund. Exactly. It's like yeah. a twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah, it's... that's that speaks to the quality of the audience. Exactly. Gotta yeah, echo what you're saying on Doug. Um, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Right. Um it's a twenty eight thousand one hundred and ninety five dollars as we're as we're sitting here right now. Um, he's He's just. All, he, he's also. You know, I was talking with somebody who works here actually, who um, has known Doug for a long time. He's like, I don't think people know how great of an athlete he was. Right. Right. But he would never ever talk
0: about it. No, no, it's not in his DNA to yeah. be a guy who's braggadocious or he's the, he's one of the most self-aware human beings I've uh, I've come in contact with.
1: Now then, how do you explain the cooking of the fish?
0: <laughs> oh well that is a that's just a social uh <laughs> social cue that he is not really picking up on on that one but uh it makes for great content as i've said content is king the last thing i'll say about um i think that i i truly and this is a hundred serious i i sometimes i have to like think really hard i'm like well wow, i really get a chance to do what i do and it's really awesome because some days i mean and it happens in every single job you're gonna have days where you're just like man i am doing too much. I'm busy as hell. And, you know, I still got more work to do. And yep. it's, it's hard. But then I, I just, I always th- tell myself, think back. If I were to tell myself my senior year of college that in a year you get to produce the morning after, I mean, I'd be as happy as, as any human being could ever be. So you have to think back on that. And even in the moments where you're like, man, this is really killing me. It's like, you still get to produce the morning after and, and dick around for Upwards of five to six hours a day, and get paid to do it. So you know it could be a lot worse. I see guys when I, dry, I get up early. So I see people in a gas station if I get need like a bottle of water or something, and I'll see them in their hard hats and their vests, and it's gonna be 98 degrees out that day, and they're about to go work eight hours in the hot sun doing manual labor. Feels pretty nice to just kind of dick around with your friends on the on the radio. Well,
1: that's a great thing to hear, Action Jackson. What a wonderful sentiment!
0: I appreciate it, and it's, it's all 100 percent true. It's really been uh, a great blessing and, uh, and a wonderful experience that I'll that I'll hold on to for the rest of my life to be able to uh, produce this show with the quality of the people, not only on the show but the audience and the sponsors. With that, it's uh, it's been a really really great experience, and I can't wait for many more years of this.
1: God bless America! Look at Action Jackson. A warm sentiment here.
0: Well, I'm a sentimental on, guy at heart.
1: Uh, on uh, QFTA. I'll say this. This is the truth. Um, Had you not been a part of the show when this opportunity presented itself over the last however many months or shit, almost a year, really, um, I don't know if I would have been as comfortable with taking on everything that we have took on. Is that right? That we have took on. That taken we have taken on? on that we have taken on. on yeah. That we have taken on. Fun with phonics. Yeah. Uh, so, but knowing that not only you could and would do it, but you could and would do it without, uh, or with a positive attitude and with enthusiasm, that that gave, I'm like, I think we can do this TMA all day thing, and I think it's something that could really wind up hitting. Right. And uh, And then when they came to me about the 101 show, and they go, who do you want to do the show with? And I'm just like, you know, the, I want to do it with Jackson because we already do what I want to do on 101 yeah. on the podcast. And right. I know it's one of those things. It's like TMA, like the Riz show, you know, if it ain't broke, you know, so you stick with the thing that's working. For sure. So that was a big factor in all of this. Um, so that's a, that's a major credit to you. I think, you know, I really do. You know, Iggy talks about his book that'll never get written. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he said Ben Fred's going to go straight that. <laughs> he said Ben Hockman is. Oh, Hawkman. As we're
1: sitting here, by the way, I'm texting with Ben Fred. Yeah. Ben Fred took some shrapnel on our Daniel Wallach interview this morning. Yeah. And they're going back and forth on Twitter. So I'm like trying to, because I don't want him to think I'm not, and I have responded to him, even though I'm mid-podcast hosting. Right. Uh, so, yeah, because Dan, Daniel Wallach went after Ben Fred and Joel Courier for their article. Yeah. And I wanted to have Wallach on because I knew he had a different perspective than I had, but I did think, it wasn't the article, it was Bob Blitz. Yeah. And so, but my style of interviewing is... Is not the is not the cable news style of interviewing. Well, hold on, you're saying this, but you said that you know that like like you're trying a case,
0: right, right, right,
1: right. Mine is to let somebody expound, and then when we're done, say what I agree with, say what I disagree with. But the minute it becomes contentious or challenging, then the guest isn't comfortable, and it turns into then it becomes more about me as the interviewer, and not yeah. about getting. And I just I kind of I recognize that, and I just it's not what I want to do. It's not about my style of interviewing. So anyway. Uh, him and Daniel Wallach, because Daniel Wallach came after him on uh, Twitter. They're going back and forth, I guess, on Twitter. And Ben and I are exchanging messages about uh, Daniel Wallach and him going back and forth on Twitter. Anyway, what was I about to say? What was I saying? Now this is the challenge. What the fuck was I talking about?
0: Uh, something about our move over here and TMA all day. And Oh, Balloon oh the book. It. No, the book. Well, the book. I was over over four there. Yeah, you
1: were throwing <laughs> things out, and I was about to believe. But I really do. I kind of I can't remember what I was talking about with somebody. Oh, with Gabe. Always goes oh, back the to kernel. Gabe. The Colonel. This is good. All right. God, how did this get going? Let's settle in here. Yeah. Get a beverage Fuck. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about something else. He was on balloon party earlier in the day, and then he followed up with something. He goes. Oh, by the way, why did you why why did you go to new station? And I just wrote back dollar signs, <laughs> and he goes, "All right, that's usually the answer." I go, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the deal. And I got, got, you boys more money too. Yeah, no, no doubt. And uh, you know, but also, it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity to do more. And you know, I was talking about putting all eggs in one basket. It's, we've also diversified. Yep. If balloon party completely fails, all right, fine. We have TMA, we have Sound Story, we have the podcast. If three of the four fail, but one hits, we're good. If all four fail, eh. and in my mind. <laughs> I am going to be living in Jupiter, Florida soon. That's the my wife and I were talking about. That's another thing we talked about yesterday outside of my career. We're just like, we don't live when we're here. But it's a thing that if you haven't experienced it, it's good because you don't know ignorance what you're missing.
0: Yeah, ignorance is bliss.
1: I remember listening to some interview, and I, and I can't remember who it was with, and it might have been Stern conducting the interview. I don't know. It might have been like a... Dan Patrick interview. I have no idea, but the person said, if you like, I think it was like flying private. It's a dangerous thing to get used to if it's not something that you can sustain. Not Hmm. that I believe anybody uh, in this studio is flying private, but I do know you went to Horton Watkins, so I suppose it's 50 50. Right. So this isn't about not being anybody can move down there. I mean, I'm talking about from a call, it's not like you're moving to Manhattan. No. But. The issue, of course, is picking up and moving and then job and so on and so forth. But for what I do, uh, Hubbard was like, we want you in St. Louis at the very least for the first year. And then my wife was pregnant. and So it's like, we know we're not going to be living in Jupiter in the spring of 2022. But the last in 2018, 19, 20, and 21, we have. And so my son seeing snow, for him, that is not something he's really experienced. Right, right. And so... We were talking about that uh, yesterday, and how it's yeah, this is this isn't what we want. We're not we're not mad at St. Louis. It's just we've been able to experience something else. And for us, for us, we're not saying other people to each other. Some people love the different seasons and they love the snow and whatever. God bless. But for us, we prefer that you know warmth year round, even if it's hotter than hell with humidity and rain at three o'clock every day. So Gabe and I were bullshitting, and he said something along the lines of it's going to be our 25th anniversary from graduating, and he goes, we ought to get the guys together from our journalism class. It was four of us, one who works at the Golf Channel now, uh, one who worked at MTV, and Gabe was at Power Mizzou, and, and me, and I'm like, yeah, man, it'll be great, and I'm going, fuck, 25 years, that's it, that's absolutely I thought, and then we started bullshitting about a variety of things. Oh, and the stag bar... In West Palm, that we uh, saw Mark McGuire at in 1998. Oh wow! Yeah. Now right. this is this is 1998, Mark McGuire. I don't know if there was a bigger star in sports. Maybe Tiger and Jordan for yeah, real though. Yes, I mean, it's it's it, as nuts as it might sound now because Tiger and Jordan have stood the test of time. If right. anything, might have bigger le- legacies now. Yeah. Certainly in the case of Tiger.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in, in Jordan now. Then, then. But Mark McGuire, we're sitting there. It's like one or two in the morning. The place is in West Palm. I think it's off Okeechobee, if anybody's looking for it. Uh, and uh, and Mark McGuire walks in by himself. And, and in a complete... We talk about an evolution of self-awareness. I'm like, what the hell's he doing here? <laughs> Never mind. I'm fucking sitting there. right? And then, you know, so... Uh, it, you know, and then, you know, six years later, I'd be at those places in West Palm with a wide variety of, not a wide variety, but like five different members of the organization, sure. th- the players. Yeah. Um And, you know, and so I, I said, Gabe goes something like, I wonder if that place is still there. I said, I got to be honest with you, <laughs> two years ago, we went.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's still there. It's just under a different name. Sure. You know, it's not very far from where we live when we're down there. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I gave up the strip club thing. I think I don't think I've been to one since then. And I go, yeah, I have for the most part over the last ten years. But during the aughts, I, I had a you know a number of experiences with strippers. Yeah. N- beyond uh, you know their their place of business back at my place. And by the way, I, I, I have no apologies for that. It was it was good? It wasn't like something I'd sacrifice my life for. But you know, as a single guy, you know, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. What's you the know? difference?
0: Yeah. Everyone's got to make a block. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean, it was, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I think I've, uh, whatever, you know, that's that's the deal. Um, and then there was one particular evening where my significant other brought back two or two strippers. It was the least popular MFFF.
0: Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not even on the radar I'm talking about popularity. Yeah,
1: and I think I was sitting there, like, playing Madden <laughs> at two in the morning, and she... Brought back two strippers.
0: That is like every thirteen year old's dream to be playing Madden and then all of a sudden I'm, three beautiful I'm women walk
1: dead, dead serious that it I it, I feel like there were four I guess when you include me, it was the fourth. But yeah. And it just and it, you just go, fuck. Like there isn't any part of me that goes, Oh, that was wrong. You know, or I would no. tell my son or my soon to be born son that to me, that's kind of why we play the games. Right. <laughs> early, leave late. Right. I mean, I have, I don't, you know, I, I, I'd be all fine with it now, much less then. Yeah. So, you know, I look back and I was just bullshit with Gabe. It wasn't like intended to be a brag. It happened yeah. as, as is the case with any of these, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, I assure you Nobody was really happy that I was there, right? You know, you were there if I w- if I wouldn't have been there, I don't think anybody would have been like, "Oh fuck!" I think they'd have been like, "Great," <laughs> you know. Nobody has to take a bullet, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that happened. And Gabe goes, "God, I really can't wait till you write a book." <laughs> and I, go, I guess I I to to me, I, but I guess maybe these things are. I, so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, when I think about writing a book, I'm not necessarily talking about like. Threesomes and foursomes and the the uh, whatever I think either the eight sum or the tensome that 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 occurred, I I'm thinking of like the work stuff. Yeah, because that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean I could read Hugh Hefner's book for stuff.
1: Yeah, like that. I mean who, and nobody's really like God, I you know this guy's been doing AM radio in St. Louis. He's had
0: to have been with all the greats. Sex Lord Tim McCarver. Yeah,
1: you know nobody wants to hear that. I guess Gabe did, <laughs> yeah. but.
0: <laughs> Gabe always bring it strong.
1: But I'm like, yeah, I'm not really... Th- when I write the book, if I were to, and I'm like, how would I start it? And I'm dead... I, I, as I was thinking about it, because he texted me, I'm like, maybe I really do need to do it. And just give it to you. Because you're 22 years younger than me. Yeah, You're going to outlast me. That way it can be there. The people who would sue me or who do want to kill me um, will have been gone by then too and then like the real stories can be told
0: right exactly the issue
1: right now is is that you know the real stories they'll they'll come with repercussions but yeah. they're true Everything i mean fuck yeah. they're true and i know i already know how i'd start it cuz it's it's a perfect way to start it it starts with dead serious i mean i got to get better at teasing but maybe this is a good tease maybe it's not i'm driving down 270 south about to get on 44 East to go to Steak and Shake at Lindbergh and uh, 44, right by Viani. Yeah. Steak and Shake. I don't know if it's still functioning or not. That I, one.
0: I don't. I don't think it is.
1: I had just gone to see Artie Lang perform at um, what the fuck's the name of the Funny Bone? Right. Hadn't seen him. Seen him since we had done the show together in 2013. This is 2017. And it's St. Patrick's Day, Hmm. he had just been busted the day before or that day for something with narcotics in Hoboken, which was on TMZ. So he, Hmm. I, uh, I'm on the phone with a person who is telling me a person has just told, told him that he is going to kill me. And it is, by the way, serious. Right. Okay, now I know some people probably listeners going, "You gotta be fucking kidding me." Well, this is this true? I'm not. I'm not going to get into the names, but this is 100. And obviously, it's not like a joking conversation. How can that be a joking conversation? I can picture exactly how can you not picture where you were when you hear
0: something like that.
1: Um, and then I get off the phone with that person. I pull into the steak and shake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this isn't going to stop me from getting a double steak burger. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Because it's kind of like ah, it's on brand, right? Exactly. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in the parking lot. Like, I mean, it's like it's, it's not like I'm like oh, it's on. So then, so I've placed the order. Yep. And Artie's producer, um, if you wanted to look it up, you could probably see who it is. Um, not with the Stern Show, but with Artie's show at the time. And I don't know if he's still working with this gentleman or not. This is 2017. Calls me, calls me, and I had just seen him perform. Yeah. And says, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm getting food. What's up? You know, five, 10 minutes from my house. And he goes, hey, can you come back here? Artie really wants to talk to you. And I'm like, yeah, but it it isn't. Keep in mind, from my mindset in that moment, he had just been picked off. In Hoboken or at the air, maybe at Newark Airport, whatever. Something yeah. happened. If you go back to March sixteenth or seventeenth with Artie lying, something happened. Okay. And uh, and I'm thinking he's in St. Louis. I think it might have happened the day of. I think it did because we had him on TMA that morning, mm. and it was like at two in the afternoon that the story broke. Oh wow! And I think I had had like a couple beers at Kirkwood Brew House with his producer the day before and the NCAA tournament was going on. It was, it was Thursday, the, the, the tournament. This happened on a Friday. And he wants to talk to me and I'm going, well, fuck, he's in a you know, foreign place. And, like, he's got a bunch of friends in St. Louis. Sure. I don't know him that well, but he's a you know guy who's obviously had a lot go on in his life. He could be in a really bad way and he might just need to talk. Yeah. I'm going to drive back there. So I leave this. Yeah, I've placed the order. Yeah, I think I've paid for it. I'm at the window, but you know it's take and shake. It can take a while. Sure. I could just leave without the delicious treats, and go back out to where he was staying. And he was staying at the Sheridan, I believe, is what it is. That's right there at Westport. I think that's what it is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheridan. Mm-hmm.
1: And I go in there, and he's in there, but there are a few other people there. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. There's other people there.
0: Right, so you're not, yeah. Right, not a one on one
1: game. Right, because I'm like, is he in a bad way? I, you know, I told Anna Maria, I said, I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't not go. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if he were to do? You I mean, in yeah. 2000, whatever year it was,
0: you can't live with yourself.
1: He had stabbed himself, you know. And when we, when I did the the television slash radio show with him, he lifted up his shirt one time, not thinking that it would, and I could see the scars from where yeah. he had stabbed himself. Yeah, something I can't let this guy. you know, It's not like we're in New York where he's got a billion friends. Like I gotta go there, so I go there, and we wind up talking. There's a picture of us um, from that night, and he's fine. He's not in a place where he's like in a bad place. Sure, but it turns out as he has since talked about it that you've seen how his nose looks different. Yeah. The night that that happened, where he snorted glass Ugh. that destroyed his septum. Yeah, completely tearing. I was in the hotel room. But he was in the bathroom uh-huh. of his hotel. And so in a matter of about 40 minutes, I was told, this person wants to kill me. Yep. And I am with Artie Lang in a hotel room while he is snorting what he thinks is whatever it is that he's snorting. Yeah. And he is crushed it with a salt shaker and the glass is still in there and it just yeah, destroys. destroys his, yeah, and that's why his nose has looked the way it has. Flat, yeah, and I'm like, that's where I'll start.
0: Yeah, that's a. <laughs> and I think the last sentence is, and I still didn't get my fucking steak and shake. <laughs> that's how I end the book. I just <laughs> that's that's a fantastic story. You've told me that one before, and I really do enjoy that. I think that whenever I think of anyone writing a book, I just think of the cover and the title, and I think that those are two important things. Oh wow. I don't know. Have you come up? Well, what, what's well? What? I think the title you've said is uh, above the sex shop.
1: Oh wow! I've said that, really? I thought so. I okay. thought you.
0: I thought you've always said the title would just be above the sex. I think shop.
1: if I really, really did it, I probably wouldn't title it that. Right. I don't know what I would title it. Though, working honestly. title. It's <laughs> yeah, right. a working title.
0: But covers are so tough with books. Covers. I mean, are tough who's with
1: lo- who's like looking at a hardcover book now? Are people just downloading them to Kindle? Oh, I people? like to. I like to have a. Like you to like to
0: have a hardcover book? book. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like to actually. I like to. I like to read it. Or I would take. I don't have a Kindle, my mom does, and I've read a book off that. It's a really cool, really cool device. But the the cover is, I mean, I don't know, I think I just think covers in general nowadays are. I just don't know
1: if it's something that if I were to write it, like would you have whatever, twenty thousand people in Saint Louis and that might be high wanna read it and that's it. And that's kinda not really Worth all of the downside. I'm not talking about worth what I'd make off of it. I'm talking about the downside. The downside is what I'm thinking. I'm the the what. I don't even know what the upside is financially. Really, really, like really, what's realistic to name a number would be um, irresponsible in the sense that I truly have no way to gauge it. The downside, the headaches, because some of the people who would be involved are you know. I mean, obviously, I'm talking about somebody like seriously saying I'm going to kill him. Right. And, and I know when people hear this, they're going, oh, that has to be bullshit. It's true. I mean, <laughs> as, as sad as that might be, right. that has kind of been... So when, when we say the stuff that you don't know, but you think you know, you have no idea. How about that? Did you know that? There's no way you knew that. Exactly. So, you know, when you, when you take it to that level, and then the fact that it all happened, this is March 17th, 2017. Um, yeah, I mean... You know, I guess it'll be five years here coming up, but uh, yeah, the already to tie the already lying thing into it, um, yeah, the pool holes thing certainly is something I know people are interested in hearing what what happened there. I mean, I shit, there's a lot on that that people don't know. But I mean, how do you last this long doing something? You focus on the bigger picture. Right. You can't get caught up in trying to win battles when yeah. there's a war.
0: Yeah, can't get caught up in
1: the hoopla. Right. So I. Uh, so you know. But but yeah. To to it 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 I will say this. It would be a good read. There's not a doubt in my mind. It would be a good read. It just would say, It would seem so, asinine that I think people would think a lot of it's made up.
0: Right. You'd almost need, like, a second, like, person to write a book at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I I know who's
1: on that phone call who told me. Um, um, You know, the Cat and Doug and Martin for, you know, a couple of the years. Producer Joe, absolutely. You've gotten to see a little of it, although you really just didn't get to see as much of the craziness. Yeah, I can't
0: at the back half. Of Iggy the-
1: certainly, uh, you know, there, you know, with all this stuff, it can be corroborated. And Artie talked about. It. I had no idea that that's what happened. I just saw his nose look different. Yeah, I remember he said. That story. Oh, so you remember him re- saying that it happened in St. Louis?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he said St. But I just remember him telling the, the salt right. story, which is like such a. So I didn't know. That. It's not
1: like his nose hid. Have I shown you the picture? I mean, not that you don't believe of, me. Of him the, of, the, No, of me and him that night I've in his hotel room. Yeah. Um, so we have a picture from that night, but it hadn't happened. It might've happened, but his nose hadn't been altered yet. Right. I think that was something that may have happened over time. I don't know. So, yeah, I think I'm like, okay, That you can start off with that. Thought about, you know, I got into the business to cover the Cardinals, but here we are. It's August, 2013. We're a week into our brand new radio station and I'm on the other line with my attorney because Albert Pujols is suing our radio station or threatening us to our radio station, that wouldn't be a bad way to go. No, a... <laughs> that'll that'll rope you in as well.
0: Right, yeah. That's a that's an attention grabber.
1: But uh yeah, these I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't go beyond what is true. It's right. just do I even want to go into it.
0: Right. Is the up it, juice worth the squeeze yeah. as always.
1: But yeah, there's they're really see I think the difference between my book and Iggy's book <laughs>
0: His book will be a checklist. Yeah.
1: It's him. He is just like, who is it? It's uh Steve Buscemi in which movie is that? Where he just is like crossing out people as he kills them.
0: Oh, in uh, Fargo.
1: Is that what it is? I thought I thought it was like Billy Madison.
0: I don't what? know. Buscemi killing. Um not Miller's Crossing. I don't know. No, I thought it was
1: like done satirically. I don't okay. know. People uh, had made fun of him.
0: Oh yeah, Billy. It, would, that would it be was Billy, Billy Mad- Madison? I think it's Billy Madison.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's Iggy's book. My book would be okay here's what happened and you, right. you know whether you fucking love me or hate me you know i got a pretty good memory yeah, and here's I mean, what it is and i kind of don't need to do this but in a way i know you kind of want it if you're follow- following this show so here it is
0: yeah iggy's would be more there'd be like an index of just names <laughs> yeah and you would just here's go where to, they all get taken out you go to their page and it would just be the reasons i don't like this person <laughs> it would be long <laughs>
1: Mine would be I like for me to even like get to starting in radio. I think it would take me a year because I would just write and write and write and write and write and write and write, and then if it actually did get to a point where it was published. An editor would go through, yeah, we don't need any of right. this. Right, I was about to say, I think whoever
0: has to edit that book is oh, my God. in bad
1: shape. We, uh, we don't need any of that. Like, nobody fucking cares. Just say you grew up in St. Louis and you wanted to work in media in St. Louis because you couldn't play for the Cardinals. Right. All right, let's go. What's
0: going on? It's you like know? Like Kubrick or uh, Francis Ford Coppola Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. Now. They're like, Francis, we can't have a 12 hour movie.
1: <laughs> like, I, I haven't talked with Joe Buck about this, um, but I get the sense. Have you read his book? The, no, no, I have No, I, you'd really enjoy that. Yeah, but I've heard, uh, heard things about it. I get the sense, and maybe he's talked about it too, that they really stripped it down.
0: Right. I think, And I think most people with any biography, they take, it's like they strip it down. Yeah. I don't so think anyone's for me, hurting for like more pages. Right.
1: So Joe's read so well. It was an easy read, it was a great it. read, but it was also kind of light. It's kind of him talking about his dad passing away sure. and some other things. It was light. This is light. It's it's light, but it also. Uh, if you're talking about a murder, you know, right? It's tough to be, <laughs> tough to be a white haired mur- murder story. Yeah. you know. So, yes. Uh, well, these the, these these anecdotes could certainly be corroborated. I mean, you know, tell your fucking general manager to stop hitting on me. Uh, coming from
0: uh, you've told me that story. Uh, that's a
1: hundred percent true. Yeah. How how this general lap dances we'd be like oh thanks and then he'd be sitting there watching us get the lap dances that was surprising to say the very least and then when it would keep happening you go okay i'm gonna pass on the lap dance (laughs) i mean (laughs) because i don't want And, and in my mind i'm not uh you know this was i don't know whatever year it was now i'd be like what the fuck, right. you know? But back then I'm just like, ah, I'm drunk and fine, <laughs> you know, but it's just a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like another, like, pay, like be page of like, turns. Yeah, I'm just like, what in the, f-? I'd be like, dude, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, get your own. You're And you're <laughs> the one paying for it, so what is the deal with, you know? And I, st- by the way, I still don't have an answer as to what that was all about.
0: Now, I don't think anyone could ever truly <laughs> answer what all What it- in the world, I
1: Hey, you know what? It's a sex-positive podcast, and we don't kink shame.
0: Right? Taking employees to a strip club in general, just as a th- rule of thumb, seems like a, a maybe a decision you would can you even
1: imagine? And then, and but then, like since like and and usually in those setups, yeah. I don't know how many lap dances you've had in your career.
0: Uh, a couple, three.
1: Uh, okay, in those setups, it's not like. There's a bunch of room.
0: No, no, so no tight quarters. The
1: gentleman would be a, like knee to knee, like right there, while I'm getting dry humped, and he's paying for it. But he's my boss. Right? Was I harassed? Was I harassed? Uh,
0: that that's, that's harassment. Just the start of of the issues, along with that <laughs> harassment, would be the least of his worries.
1: So uh, you know, I uh, then I mean, there's there there truly is so much, but to sit down and do it, I don't know. Right. It's a, and again, juice worth the squeeze.
0: Probably, but I think in general. Just as a rule of thumb for everybody, like writing stuff down, stuff you want to remember for the rest of your life is a good practice.
1: I did it right after my son was born and I'm so glad I did. Right, So I agree with that. Just
0: like talking to people about your struggles or your... Good feelings is very healthy. I think writing things down as they happen is also really I good.
1: I agree. I got to get ready to do that uh, with uh, our next child being born. Right. All right, Jackson. There it is. We've 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 covered a lot here. Yeah, I think we've, we've uh, said it all. As Stern will say when he wraps up an interview and I think then he we keeps the person the for twenty points. Twenty points. We sloon the dragon. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert. dot com. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson at Munganest, St. Louis com and AltonToyota.com. And of course, Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on the TMASTL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.